Hello, this is Father Neil here, and welcome to the April 17th episode of my podcast, Catechism with Father Neil. Today we'll be looking at number 787 to 796 of the Catechism. 2. The Church, Body of Christ. The Church is communion with Jesus. Paragraph 787. From the beginning, Jesus associated his disciples with his own life revealed the mystery of the kingdom to them and gave them a share in his mission, joy and sufferings. Jesus spoke of a still more intimate communion between him and those who would follow him. Abide in me and I in you. I am the vine and you are the branches. And he proclaimed a mysterious and real communion between his own body and ours. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me and I in him. 788. When his visible presence was taken from them, Jesus did not leave his disciples orphans. He promised to remain with them until the end of time. He sent them his spirit. As a result, communion with Jesus has become, in a way, more intense. By communicating his spirit, Christ mystically constitutes, as his body, those brothers of his who are called together from every nation. 789. The comparison of the church with the body casts light on the intimate bond between Christ and his church. Not only is she gathered around him, she is united in him, in his body. Three aspects of the church, as the body of Christ, are to be more more specifically noted. The unity of all her members with each other as a result of their union with Christ. Christ as head of the body and the Church as Bride of Christ. One Body 790 Believers who respond to God's Word and become members of Christ's body become intimately united with Him. In that body, the life of Christ is communicated to those who believe and who, through the sacraments, are united in a hidden and real way to Christ in his passion and glorification. This is especially true of baptism, which unites us to Christ's death and resurrection and by the Eucharist, by which, really sharing in the body of the Lord, we are taken up into communion with him and with one another. 791. The body's unity does not go away, sorry, the body's unity does not do away with the diversity of its members. In the building up of Christ's body, there is engaged a diversity of members and functions. There is only one Spirit who, according to his own richness and the needs of the ministries, gives his different gifts for the welfare of the Church. The unity of the mystical body produces and stimulates charity among the faithful. From this it follows that if one member suffers anything, all the members suffer with him. And if one member is honoured, all the members together rejoice. Finally, the unity of the mystical body triumphs over all human divisions. For as many of you as were baptised into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. Christ is the head of the body. 792. Christ is the head of the body, the church. 
He is the principle of creation and redemption. Raised to the Father's glory in everything, he is preeminent, especially in the church through whom he extends his reign over all things. 793. Christ unites us with his Passover. All his members must strive to resemble him until Christ be formed in them. For this reason, we are taken up into the mysteries of his life, associated with his sufferings as the body with its head, suffering with him, and that with him we may be glorified. 794. Christ provides for our growth to make us grow towards him, our head. He provides in his body, the church, the gifts and assistance by which we help one another along the way of salvation. 795. Christ and his church together make up the whole Christ, Christus totus. The church is one with Christ. The saints were acutely aware of this unity. Let us rejoice then and give thanks that we have become not only Christians, but Christ himself. Do you understand and grasp, brethren, God's grace towards us? Marvel and rejoice, we have become in Christ. We, sorry, marvel and rejoice, we have become Christ. For if he is the head, we are the members, he and we together, the whole man. The fullness of Christ, then, is the head and the members. But what does head and members mean? Christ and the church. Our Redeemer has shown himself to be one person with the Holy Church, whom he has taken to himself. Head and members form, as it were, one and the same mystical person. A reply, St. Joan of Arc said to her judges, sums up the faith of the Holy Doctors and the good sense of the believer. About Jesus Christ and the Church, I simply know that they're just one thing, and we shouldn't complicate the matter. So, very good. So we continue now with this uh, section on the church and this unity of Christ with the church. That the church is the body of Christ. In the early church, for the first thousand years more or less, when you said body of Christ, people automatically thought about the church. Then in the Middle Ages there was a shift. And when now, today, when we say body of Christ, we think of the Blessed Sacrament. We think of the Eucharistic bread. Um, we should also think of the Eucharistic chalice. But that this body of Christ, again, both are totally valid and proper uses of the term body of Christ. But here in the Catechism, in this section on ecclesiology, we look at it from the point of view of the Church. Later on in the Catechism, when we're covering the Eucharist, we'll see a bit more of the body of Christ as the Eucharist. But both are necessary. Both are correct. And this section today, talking about how in Christ, the Church becomes part of his body that it be the catechism uses this totus christus this fullness of christ the full you know the complete jesus um that this is what christ and the church forms with christ as the head and the church as the body again it's not so much that the church members add anything to jesus you know you and me we don't add anything to christ Maybe we're the headache, I don't know. Maybe we, 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 we cause problems. But Christ incorporates this body into himself. He incorporates us. And he unifies us. Again, that quote of Joan of Arc is very nice as well. Not to complicate. Don't complicate the matter. About Jesus Christ and the Church, I simply say that they're just one thing. And we shouldn't complicate the matter. And so often in theology, there is this tendency, this mistake 
to complicate things, to use big words. That It sounds as if we're better if we use big words. I know there are one or two words like consubstantial and that that we have in the creed. But in general, in theology, there are many big words that we don't need. Many big words that just make people sound nice and don't do anything, don't achieve anything. So here we're invited to be close to the Lord in humility, to accept that he is the head. He is the head of the body. And that's enough. That's enough for us. So with that, I think we can uh, we can finish this section. I've just noticed that I have uh, stopped a number too early. So I stopped at uh, 7.95. I should have read 7.96, forgive me. Uh, so tomorrow we'll take, pick up at 796 and tomorrow we'll read 796 to 801. God bless.